Uh, well, it was wide, like, you know. I don't know how many thousand people were, were here. I'd say every one of them thought it was wide except the umpire. But anyway, sure, look, that's what happens when you, you know, when you weigh grounds, you don't tend to get breaks. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Hi, right, Maddie Taylor. I can see him getting his car. I've decided to go to Bolt and I'm waving him going out the car park. Just love moving teams and then you have to do an initiation. They just don't seem to be able to get deals over the line. It was uh, one of the weirdest transfer windows of all time. Uh, an absolute record amount spent by Chelsea. I think, well, Chelsea have broken all the previous records on their own. Uh, Chelsea spent £323 million in the January transfer window. Phil is with us. We're going to start, though, with Matt Doherty. Uh, a good deal for Matt Doherty? A good moment in Matt Doherty's career? Yeah, well, if, if he's going to get into the team, he's going to have to get in ahead of a World Cup winner, Molina, who's the current right-back, and... At the moment, Simeone seems to be playing a four at the back, which obviously we kind of associate Matt Doherty with being a wing-back. But, yeah, it, it, look, it, we were talking here yesterday about, you know, what kind of transfer deadline day could we expect? And then the Matt Doherty news broke. And that definitely Just got Just after us, we were off air. Yeah, no, but it, it definitely got everyone's interest because Atletico is a huge club. Yeah. I mean, they're one of the big three in Spain. Diego Simeone, get to play for Diego Simeone. What will he pick up playing for him? Mm, we all the, know the dark arts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show the rest Straight of the Irish team. Yeah, 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 exactly. If we were to become one of the most annoying pains in the hole to play against in world football, I would be delighted. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you were talking about it there. You got to do whatever it takes to win. You'd want Matt Doherty just running one of the Irish training sessions before the French game and just doing a whole lesson on. Simeone tactics and shithousery <laughs> just like uh, basically Matt Doherty up at a chalkboard or a whiteboard this is what I've learned in three weeks lads yeah, yeah. I've learned in a lifetime he's going to need to he's going to need it if he's probably going to be marking Mbappe surely Antonio Conte knows a thing or two about this too we're, we're underrating Antonio Conte's in fairness Shane made the point he's worked for some really really brilliant managers now yeah. and like again I've no idea if he wants to go into management but he's certainly he's going to have a good book you would hope and plenty of good stories at the end of this um, but equally, like if he was to become a coach, it's a, it's a different path he's taken. Yeah, and look, there's going to be a lot more Irish people watching Spanish football on a Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, the, the kickoff times, whatever, whatever happens. But the way it's worked out, the fact that the Spurs contract was terminated means that if it doesn't go well from an Atletico, he's a free agent in the summer, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of suitors there. Yeah, and like- if it goes well. He gets a permanent deal with Atletico. Mm. Win, 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 win. That's it. <laughs> Spanish weather. He's got he's got quality of life over there. What time of year to be heading over to Spain? Oh, you know? Yeah, perfect. What a, what a move! Sprung. I mean, London's pretty good weather-wise. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. further south. It's yeah, better than Wolverhampton. Um, Shane Duffy's move to, Fer- to Fulham was made permanent. He's been on loan here. This is this is an accounting procedure, surely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And he's not getting the kick of the ball at Fulham, so. Going back to what we were talking about, the international game in March, that would suggest that he's not going to play against France. And I think the general feeling, even when Stephen Kenny took over, that players like Shane Duffy would be phased out. But in fairness, when Shane Duffy came back into the team, because he didn't, he wasn't playing well at the time when he was with Celtic, he was having a tough time off the pitch as well. And he kind of came back in and he still poses that goal threat that, you know, we find ourselves 1-0 down and the panic at the end just start lumping the ball in and Shane Duffy's always good for a goal or 
setting up a goal, but yeah, you'd be surprised if he gets much game time between now and then with Fulham. Manchester United ended up having to sign somebody because Christian Eriksen's injury proved to be much worse than was feared. They're talking about late April, May, early May, for him to return from the ankle injury caused by Andy Carroll in the FA Cup match. Uh, Eric Ten Hag is out saying these types of challenges are absolutely ridiculous. We've seen it now two two big games in a row um, in the Cup where players have had significant injuries because of these types of tackles and, and maybe we need to have a conversation around that. But they've gone and they've signed, uh, I don't know, is it Sabitzer? Sabitzer. Sabitzer. It's in the middle. Yeah. Sabitzer. It's a good deal, isn't it? Do you know what? It's... Is it a good deal? Is he a good player? Well, he is a good player. Versatile yeah. as well. Like. Yeah, he is. He, I would say, is more dynamic than Christian Eriksen. I would say Eriksen's uh, a bit of a cooler customer when under pressure. Mm. But like Eriksen, Sabitzer has a decent shot in him. If he's got a sight on goal 30 yards out, he's yeah. going to have a shot. And he can play in a few different positions. And it just actually shows that the difference a few months makes for Manchester United where... You know, the news breaks that Ericsson's out until late April. And then an hour later, they've been linked to Sabitzer. And you're thinking, yeah, Geez, that actually makes a lot of sense. The point is as well, so they've got West Ham in the FA Cup fifth round. They've got probably a Carabao Cup final against Newcastle. They're fighting for top four and they've got Barcelona in the Europa League. Mm. The, the fact that they're fighting on four fronts is why they've bought Sabitzer. Like if they were out of two of those cups at this stage, mightn't have even made the move. But they need they need options with Ericsson out. Yeah, absolutely. And I look, it's a long move. In the push for top four, they had to make a move, right? Yeah. Because he clearly is using the players who are there. But do we think McTominay has a long long term future? I'm not even sure if Fred has a long term future. Like he, these players are improving under Ten Hag, but if he can replace them with players who he thinks are even a step above and have a higher ceiling, then he's going to do that. I think to your point, Phil. Like uh, in previous years, the injury would have happened. They would have been linked with a gazillion players. I mean, they were linked with the gazillion players yesterday, obviously, when, when the news came through. But nothing would have happened. For months and months and months and months, they would have signed a player replacement this summer, but I wish that was too late. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're just, you know, they, uh, you said the, the term you used yesterday was the banter. The banter era, like, it's it's over at Manchester United under Ayrton Hag, where they're starting to do things sensibly. And they haven't let players go out either. There was talk that Alanga might go out, but it goes back to what you're saying, Shane, is that they need that bit of depth where there is certain games where you know, you you got to rest players and you've got five substitutions. So sometimes you just got to grind it out for an hour and then you bring on your impact players and you, you get the win. Tell you who wasn't having it yesterday was Paul Merson on Sky. Panic by, doesn't get playing for Bayern. That wasn't having Sabitzer to United whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know how much of the Bundesliga Paul Merson well, watches. that as well, yeah, yeah. But look, this guy is... Thiago didn't play that much for uh, Bayern, did he? And he was, mm. he's, been, he's been okay for uh, Liverpool, you'd yeah. have to say. He's been a good signing. He's a veteran international. He's only did, 28, but he's got... Did Thiago play every game for Bayern? Am I wrong about that? Oh, well, Thiago was brilliant in the Champions League final when they won it. No, like, Thiago's problem has always been injuries. Yeah. So um, that's why when I saw Liverpool linked with Angolo Conte, I was like, Liverpool don't need another injury-prone midfielder. <laughs> The last thing they need, in fact. No, definitely not. But they decided just to sit out the January transfer window after Cody Gappa. They just moved away from the window, went back to the corner of the room, and that was that. And Everton the same. Everton were clawing at the window, though. Everton is just... You, you, you kind of... We talked, obviously, about whether they could get Bielsa interested in coming on board. If they had managed to get him in, which obviously they didn't, and then nothing in the transfer window, <laughs> we'd be reading a statement out now. Oh, Bielsa's resigning. Is it true that Bielsa wanted the under-21s job? 
Not the senior job. He, he obviously wanted the senior job, but he didn't want it. No. Now, he, he basically looked at it and said, now I'd need the whole pre-season, which is what he tends to do anyway. Yeah. He does. But I suppose you kind of some, if you're Everton, you have to talk to him to see, could you convince him mm-hmm. that, you know what, break the tradition, see, can you come in? And he obviously assessed it. He thought, no. But do you know what? I will have a look at the under-21s <laughs> and I will build them up. And Must maybe, be else a thing ever. Yeah, but it's... Uh, Look, they've got Sean Dyche. We're going to find out in the next few months. Was Frank Lampard the problem? Mm. If, if, if Sean Dyche gets uh, Everton, I was going to say Burnley, if he gets them working their way up the table with the same group of players but just better organised, then it won't really reflect too well on, on Lampard. Regardless of what happens anyway, Everton are not in a good place. That's the least I expect, though. I, I do expect them to, to be better. And I also think that not losing anybody else other than the disaffected kid who was like, didn't really want to be there, hmm. that's, that, maybe that's a, a, an addition by subtraction because um, all of their other players who are any good have been linked with various teams over the course of the um, transfer window as well. So maybe... It's not the complete disaster that it looks on the face of it when they didn't sign anybody. Uh, just on Chelsea, right? Is there is there anything anything that you think that makes any sense in what they've done, or is actually are we are, like next year? Are Chelsea going to be the best team in world football as a result of the business they've done up to this point? I mean, they've signed eighteen players under Todd Bowley. It's a whole new squad, <laughs> and some like Graham Potter. He's got unbelievable players to work with now, but in a way, you wonder. Is this creating way too many headaches for him? Mm. Like some managers like to work with a smaller pool of players, but he now has to he has to sit down and try and work out what system suits the way he wants to play, what players suit the way he wants to play, best positions for all these players, and with all these signings, obviously, it just creates even more pressure. You draw one all against Everton, mm. Chelsea fans are going. You've got the most expensive player in. Signings. In British football, sitting in midfield, he's a World Cup winner. Why aren't you beating Everton? Or I just use an Everton for example. Or just the, the expectation is, is going to just Does go Tom through. Does Tom think he's playing the PlayStation? He definitely thinks he's playing some sort of fantasy football. It's madness. And as we said earlier, the money is monopoly money at this stage for him. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, this obviously this is the January transfer window where the Premier League clubs have spent the most. And when you just see the the figures of what the Premier League has spent in the rest of Europe, I said. It's no surprise why the Super League was put on the table and why you kind of suspect it'll come back around. It's definitely coming back. It's definitely, that has not gone away. Uh, One last thing, where will Chelsea finish this season? Mm, I I don't think they're going to finish top four. I think, like you're obviously looking, I have the two, the top two are locked in. Can't finish top four at this stage. No, I have the top two locked in, whether it's Arsenal or City. Yeah. Then I watched Newcastle last night. Now I know, look, the, the tie was done and dusted, but they were atrocious in the second half. Um, you just wonder as the season goes on, will they start dropping points? They're very hard to beat, but will they start drawing too many games? But then again, if they were to go and win a League Cup, that could give them the ultimate high, and then they they finish the season out strongly. United again look like they're going to do it as bad as Spurs have been. Mm. And they're still there. I came into the uh, department yesterday evening to my to my Arsenal supporting housemate, my Arsenal obsessed housemate, and I was like, "Oh, geez, twelve million for Jorginho? You must be delighted." And he says, "Ah, yeah, 
but Arsenal fans are fairly split. He says we're so used to buying Chelsea Deadwood, yeah. whether it's Petr Cech William. or William or David Luiz, players who were good, and then they picked him up at a, at, at a tail end. Like is Jorginho heading that direction, or is Jorginho actually a good? Like if he scores ten goals, ten assists, whatever it might be between now and the end of the season, helps them win the league. It'll it'll have been a good signing, but could go with the other way. But he's also coming into a, a much better Arsenal team. Yeah, fair. That's the difference. He f- suits the way Arsenal play. He's going to come in and he's not going to be a, a starter every week. But if Thomas Partey is not available, Jorginho sits there and just gets the ball rolling, conducts everything. And he's not going to score goals. He's not going to set up too many goals. But that's not what his role will be. And Arteta, obviously, is a big fan of him. And Take the penalties off Saka? No. No, I also no. You can't. You, you gotta. Why can't you? Because he's really excited and he's a burgeoning, blossoming talent. And you back him and you tell him you're my number one guy. Uh, the thing about Jorginho, and I saw this only in one place. So I'm not sure if it's true, but there's only an 18 month contract, so they're not marrying him. Yeah. This is like a short term affair to get them over the hump, and they can cash in on him in the summer and get the money back if um, if they win the league and sign Declan Rice or if yeah, Moses Casado or whoever it was that they actually really wanted. Jude Bellingham. So it's just it's it's uh, in that in that instance it's good business as opposed to panic buying, which you know we would have it's been a good window for Arsenal if you think that they're obviously top of the league. They brought in a new centre half, mm. brought in a new midfielder, and they brought in a new attacker. I think it's. Yeah. I think they're the winners of the transfer window in terms of we've strengthened our team from a position of strength. We're not the chaos and the financial fair play disaster ticking time bomb that um, I suspect Chelsea will end up being. And you have an offload of one of your best fullbacks like Man City mm. because so. of because you're the fit of peak. It's that is. Uh, we'll come back to the Cancelo thing uh, yeah. in the in the months to come as um, if they get one injury in that all of a sudden. Well, if only we had. You know, the guy who was like brilliant last season, absolutely okay. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, we gotta go. That is this week's, uh, today's Deal or No Deal. Hi, Royce, Maddie Taylor. I can see him getting his car. I've decided to go to Bolton. I'm waving him going out the car. Park. Just love moving teams and then you have to do an initiation. They just don't seem to be able to get deals over the line. 